we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 24th, 2016. And the next part, we're going to continue what we've started here. This is a, just a brief clip from a U.S. Senator, uh, Senator Christopher Murphy from Democrat out of Connecticut. U.S. Senator warns that the federal government is about to declare international martial law. Now, the one thing about this is that this was recorded, or at least it was published, on January 25th, 2016. I'll give you the link, though. There's a full story on this as well. I'm just going to play this clip, and, and this is what we've already got in play, in place. Just one of the various things that Obama has done, and before him Bush helped set up, and before him Clinton helped set up in order to to uh, make sure that Big Brother can be implemented at the appointed time. ...is working. Um, Madam President, today um, I wanted to come down to the floor to speak very briefly about a uh, resolution that the Majority Leader introduced, I believe, earlier today. This is an authorization for military force resolution that apparently purports to give the President legal authority to conduct military operations against ISIS. Before we break for the weekend, Madam President, I thought it was important... Even though we created ISIS, you know. ...come to the floor to explain why, very briefly, to my colleagues, um, uh, excuse me, to explain what this resolution uh, really is. Um, th this resolution is a total rewrite of the War Powers Clause of the United States Constitution. Let's be clear about that. It is essentially a declaration of international martial law, a sweeping transfer of military power to the president that will allow him or her to send U.S. troops almost anywhere in the world for almost any reason with absolutely no limitations. Now, can you imagine, and that, that's the end of the clip there, can you imagine the, the benefits of that regarding the scenario that we've laid out both in the last study, in this study, if we can get us to go to war, if, if Clinton and them can trigger that with Russia, he has total power, and you know, to send our send our troops anywhere. The president, the most corrupt president we've ever had, bar none. This devil, can you imagine? I mean, how easy would it be for them to just send the the good troops off for slaughter? you know, vaccinated to the gills, and then we're left with whatever contingency that they have, they're going to keep here with the foreign troops and all the other people that I've mentioned in order to fight the American resistance. That's the scenario that it appears to be that they're working very, very hard to bring about. Next report is entitled Reports of Active U.S. Military Drilling for this authoritarian rule of law, which is their new their new term for martial law. So here's another viewpoint on that. Hello, fellow Americans. Voice of Reason coming at you from Jacksonville, Florida. And if you've been browsing around the Internet, chances are you may have come across a couple of sites that are picking up a story that the U.S. military has been working with FEMA and they've been training for martial law for what could only be referred to as maybe the election they lose. They're expecting a few really pissed off people. Uh, so And again, that, that's one scenario that, oh, there's going to be all this uh, physical backlash from the patriot community because they stole the election. That's one scenario, but there's a lot of reasons that we've discussed even in part one where they could implement that. Preparing for it, allegedly. So we're told. And, you know, it's interesting times that we live in. Uh, in addition to arguably being the most volatile time in human history, the main <clears throat> reasons for that, I think, would probably be you know, because, man, and he's got the power to, you know, destroy our planet several times over with our technology. At the same time, when it comes to information, you know, we've advanced to such a point where information can travel around the world and then go viral in just minutes, whether it's true or not. You know, hence the reports of Elvis sightings and UFOs or Bigfoot just about daily. So, how do you know what to believe? It's a good question. 
here's what I would say. As far as that report goes, it, you know, allegedly comes from somebody who's in, first of all, the person has been a source on other stories that have checked out. Uh, and they're allegedly in contact with active duty members who are partaking in these drills. But here's what I would say to anybody who, who, who questions this. Whether or not any one story is true or not, who cares? You know, guys see the forest through the trees here. On one of my social media sites, I got a comment today that, you know, oh, I'm not taking anything from some anonymous source, referring to the UN soldier who said that they'd be back. And, you know, my thought is, there's almost 2,000 pages of downloadable documents from the White House, from Congress, from the U.S. Federal Code, from the United Nations, from the United States Army, from Freedom of Information Acts. All that stuff is, is either past legislation or, or, you know, legal in some form, because it was obtained, you know, via Freedom of Information. So, I, I can't speak to whether any one report is accurate or not. What I can speak to, absolutely and unequivocally, is <clears throat> that our government is completely prepared to take military action against its own people, if need be. And I couldn't agree more with what he's saying. They've been, I mean, through legislation and through their own writings, through, through their own, you know, documentation of what they've said at their various conferences that they've had over the years, or books that have been put out. They have been telling the public and the world exactly what they're planning on doing for decades. So there's, there's no doubt that this is just leading up to this point that they have forewarned about. And again, I, I believe the reason they've even mentioned it in times past is because it is a Kabbalistic Illuminati principle of forewarning your enemies about their impending demise. So that when, you know, they implement this thing, they could say, well, you were warned. There was, it's a Luciferian principle that they have to put in play, and they've been doing it for decades. And that if need be part seems pretty loosely defined, and they seem overly willing to entertain the idea, particularly Barack Obama. And again, there's, that's not my opinion. There's mountains of evidence to support that. So for the folks that say that you know, this whole idea of martial law training for it or that whatever happened, it could never happen here, you know, the military would never act against its own citizens, duh. Um, and my response would be, well, it's their job to, duh. You know, if violence does break out, we see Ferguson and Baltimore and, and every major city across the country, it's, it's the military's job, you know, to implement, well, it's the president's job to implement martial law, but their job to be there. So there's nothing illegal or, or you know, strange about it. Um, quite frankly, it's easier than ever for the president to declare it, thanks to the... And remember, in the scenario that he's talking about here, they're obviously going to paint themselves as the knight coming in on the white horse, as the good guy. They're not going to try to paint themselves as Lucifer, you know, Satan with, with a pitchfork and, and two horns and two hooves and a pointy tail coming in to annihilate Americans. It's going to be the exact opposite scenario. And that's why I said if they can take down the Internet, which is basically going to take down the vast majority of alternative media, they can totally control the narrative in that regard. But they're having a hard time doing that because alternative media continually is such a huge thorn in their side. You know, especially with all these WikiLeaks that keep being dropped and all these people coming out of the woodwork. And what happens is as more people come out of the woodwork, like Bill Clinton's accusers, for instance, it emboldens more people to come forward because they're riding the coattails of the other people's courage. I think it's wonderful. But how long they're going to let that go on, I don't know. I just pray God keeps letting that happen and letting these devils be exposed and, and hopefully maybe to a certain extent break the zombified public out of their stupor. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that there are a certain percentage of people that are waking up regarding all of this. John Warner Act, I believe, yeah, John Warner Defense Act, which was signed by both houses of Congress and signed into, into law in 2006 by President Bush. And it puts pretty much the entire decision on Obama's shoulder, uh, on the president's shoulders. 
You know, if the president declares a state of public emergency, a lot of things fit into that state. You know, have martial law, and it's his discretion solely. I have to, there's no check and balance to it. So, the other thing I would tell people that say that our military would never act against this is, you know, bear in mind that Obama did nothing short of a Stalin-like purge of our military. Uh, I used to keep track of names and rank of the people that had been relieved of command, including generals and admirals. I stopped at around 300. That was a couple of years ago, so he's probably up to about five or 600. He stopped at 300. If you've listened to my previous reports, and we talked about this in part one, of the, the purge of the good generals and the good I don't mean they were perfect, but they were not willing to most likely go along with the New World Order agenda to door-to-door gun confiscation, killing Americans, uh, fighting side-by-side side with UN foreign troops, this type of stuff. This purge has been done. He's, he's thinking here, he stopped keeping track two years ago. It may be up to 500. That's a lot of generals and colonels and high-ranking high military brass. And like I said, those would be the same generals and colonels now that have been installed that would have no problem if they're, if, if they're going to obey orders to, to have these, the, this uh, force, the UN peacekeeping force, along with whatever military is left behind to turn on Americans and to confiscate guns and kill them, and put them and detain them in FEMA camps, they're going to have no problem sending our good troops overseas to die um, in some Russian war. So, again, this is all confirmation of what we're talking about here. He's gutted our military. Uh, there's actually a link to... Our military's pre, from what I've seen, pre-World War II, as far as forces go. Pre-World War II, we were, we were beyond caught flat-footed when Pearl Harbor happened. And even though I believe that was contrived as well, not to say it didn't happen, but that we knew about it and that they knew that there had to be some really cataclysmic event that would happen in order to mobilize the public during World War II to say, no, we're going to war. How dare those Japanese do this? And, we're, and, and that's what caused the mass mobilization of the American public uh, for the next, uh, you know, you know, years, um, and I mean, it was top to bottom mobilization. The, the Rosie the Riveter and, and and people turning in their 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 metal and, and to to make bullets and in jeeps and guns and all this stuff, and then all the war bond drives and and then all of the the people that we sent overseas, we had to get them trained very quickly. But up until that point, we didn't want to be in this war. They had they had had World War One fatigue and. It was going to take some type of really, really cataclysmic event to get us involved in that. And this is why they orchestrate these events and let them happen in order to get their, us into these types of wars. And um, anyway, let's go forward. I think the first 300 name, rank, and year they were, they were booted. Um, but regardless of whether our military would or wouldn't, it really doesn't matter. You know why? Because to anybody who's read any of those documents... They know that our Pentagon has already authorized the UN troops to use lethal force against American citizens. So, and these are the foreign troops that are already on our soil that will they're already here. Now, not to say they won't be flown in in mass as well. So we would have what what I foresee happening is if we have this World War Three scenario. Okay, I foresee. Not only the troops that are in pre-position here, they've been gathering intel on the Americans for years. They've been blending in. They own businesses a lot, like in the Gatlinburg area, like we've we've talked about quite a bit. They they're blending in. They they know our our tendencies. They they know our habits. They they've been trying. They've been put here to figure out the psyche of most likely not only Americans but the American Patriot Movement, which would be their biggest foe. They've been, and that's been done on purpose. So then, when the other troops arrive under the guise of the UN, they would already have troops that have been here for years that could say, "Okay, listen, guys, we know how these people think. We we've been observing this. We've been doing this." And and then they could be their, you know, their leaders to lead them into into battle. And they would have all of this this intel. I believe that's why they've 
they've done what they've done, at least to a certain extent, with these foreign troops. And we know that they're everywhere, or you should if you've been reading. Uh, so that kind of gets to you know what this UN soldier said recently, about a week or so. And remember, a lot of them are in underground bases, not only getting training, but it's also a way of concealment. A lot of these underground bases are on in national for or national parks, which are UN biodiversity biospheres, like it says right there in Gatlinburg, in the middle of the town, on their little uh, elevated thing that you can go up and read. So it's not like, although there's been a lot of sightings, particularly as of late and, and in the past few years, it's not like they're going around in full military regalia, you know, in your face. Sometimes they are seen in that particular way, and it has been increasing, and that's probably been done by design as well, to kind of get people acclimated to the thought of having foreign troops on our soils, on our soil. Um, meanwhile, our good troops would be transported overseas, to die in that war. And, and again, I am theorizing the other, but it would seem to make sense that's what they would want to do. They would want to at least, the least amount of opposition here is possible of our good military. And with Obama, you know he'd send them to their death or Clinton. And again, with these legislations we've talked about, they would have every supposed legal right to do that, which is what we heard from the senator, you know, before this. Togo said that they're going to be back and the UN's going to be going door to door taking guns or shooting to kill. Okay, this is a Norwegian guy that just came out in the last couple weeks saying that he finally had to come forward and say something because he really likes Americans and he says, listen, this is what we're being trained for and and I'm, I'm in Norway right now but but I'm trained over in America. We're, we're scheduled to go back there and when we do, we're going to be scheduled to go door to door, get the guns and shoot to kill. If they don't go along with it. Now, if you do go along with it, you're just going to wind up in a FEMA camp, which is probably going to be a, an absolute death camp anyway. So, now again, is God bigger than all of this? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I'm telling you this is their plan. I'm telling you this for the sake of prayer, uh, on a way to direct your prayers. Because God is perfectly capable of derailing all of this. You know, I just don't think there's there's probably enough prayer, enough true Christians regarding this matter that are actually praying in this regard um, because they're not hearing this from the 501c3 churches. They're yoked up with the government. This would be a violation of the 501c3 uh, corporate status. You, 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 uh, they, theoretically, you're not supposed to go to the pulpit and say things like this. What I get into. This is why... I do what I do and why I have, I have been out of the 501c3 church for so long, in part at least, is because I, nobody's going to muzzle me. I'm not going to be muzzled. You, you cannot get, you're not supposed to get into issues like this or, or try to sway your congregation even, even in a political manner. Now, I know there's a lot of churches that disregard that to a certain extent, but most of them are the smaller ones probably. And... Um, I don't think the bigger ones would even touch issues like this. Yeah, because, you know, I'm sure that they would be monitored, but the bigger ones are reaching a lot more people. And the lukewarm ones, which is the vast majority, they're not going to touch any of this stuff. So you're only getting this message that we're talking about today in a very, very, very small um, minority of, of the churches in America in particular. And I, I believe probably elsewhere as well. That they've already allegedly got their, their list of names and numbers. You know, is that what they're training for? Who knows? You know, again, look at the whole body of evidence. But again, the more we expose this ahead of time, the harder it is for them to implement this. I mean, I, it's a miracle. I mean, I look back starting this ministry around 2006 when I did that 14-city tour in the avion flu. I thought, man, I don't know if we have another year. Um, but getting the word out on that one issue with the avian flu, I don't know. I mean, with maybe my efforts and a lot of other people's efforts, maybe that whole scenario was potentially pushed back. With the prayer that was going up, and potentially the fasting and the education of people, maybe that pushed that forward. And I do believe God's been merciful um, in this regard, pushing these timetables forward. And it's overwhelming. 
Now let's look at the circumstances. So what I'm going to cover in this post is what do we know about this alleged training that's going on? Is there any reason to think that Americans will not accept the outcome of the election? If so, you know, what are they? Uh, who's the real winner in this particular election? You know, when we do find out. And does Obama have any plans on leaving the White House as a result of any of this? So as far as the drill goes, here's what we've been told. And, you know, again, it's, it's from somebody who has given reliable information in the past. It, they're expecting three phases of martial law. The first one being no rule of law. In other words, there's... Now remember, this is a totally different source than Dave Hodges or the Paul Martin person you said. This is a totally different reference, basically saying the same thing, just with a different take on it. People are going to be hurting people. So the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. It's going to be no law. They're going to have to come in, you know, full combat into metro areas, uh, both active and reserve military, to restore order. Maybe this could be in the scenario where they steal the election, it's obvious they stole it, and you've got rioting in the streets type of deal in that scenario. Or, I'm sure there's a lot of other scenarios as well. The second stage would be limited rule of law, which is where the military and FEMA would be able to get out supplies, food, water, things like that. Folks, there's never going to be enough of it, so if you're not planning and you're not preparing, you you don't want to take anything from the government if it is all possible to avoid. You don't want to get on their radar if at all possible in any way, shape, or form is what my advice would be. Now, they come to your front door, that's a whole different scenario because then they're, they're enforcing, they're imposing their will on you. Okay, but I'm talking about if you can prevent it, you do not want to go to the government in any way, shape, or form for aid if it can possibly be avoided. I recall a, a warning that Obama gave on May 31st where he said, if you're counting on us, you're, you're done because there just isn't enough. Phase three is the authoritarian rule of law. Okay, now this is what Dave Hodges was talking about. This is their version of... Uh, this is their kind of their sanitized new way of saying martial law, because the the term martial law I believe has been maybe a little bit too um, used. A lot of people are familiar with that term. It's been used in a lot of the, even the the uh, oh I don't know a lot of what Hollywood has put out over the years. So if they could bring about a new term. Maybe that sounds a little bit more palatable that we're not familiar with. It's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I can go along with that. I wouldn't go along with martial law. But they're just redefining the terms and, and putting a new, a new, uh, little, new, little bow on it. AKA martial law, uh, which is when, you know, Constitution suspended, curfew in place, restricted movements, uh, no more courts, police, everything's done through military tribunals. So allegedly they're, they're, expecting there to be some extremely unhappy Americans that are not accepting of the outcome. Okay? Um, do they have reason to think that? Is that legitimate? Well, you know, if you take a look at the actions of Obama just over you know, the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's almost like he's you know, trying to set up this pretext of a war with Russia. You know, get that started, and, you know, who knows what would prevent him from suspending the elections. Yeah, we're talking about Obama. We're not talking about a guy who's particularly fond of adhering to the Constitution. Uh, but what's really interesting in the article that Max Lebo writes is he includes a video from the Daily Sheeple. And Joe Joseph from the Daily Sheeple goes on to talk about what all of us conspiracy theorists have been talking about, how the election is completely rigged. And, you know, how it's the, the powers that be that are rigging it, and they're, they're setting us straight on course for war, and that war would be with Russia, with Clinton, which is what I've been saying for just about ever now. And you know, all those crazy conspiracies, well, the next day is when James O'Keefe and Project Veritas began releasing those absolutely damning videos of the 
machine of corruption that is otherwise known as the Democratic Party. Forget Hillary's lies and her inability to distinguish true from false. If you have not seen those videos, they go far, far, far beyond her loose acquaintance with the truth. Now, if you're not familiar with those, go to the last newsletter I put out, my last end time current event newsletter, the last thing I put out, and they're the top two videos in that newsletter. And I, it says caution language, and the language is coming from the DNC operatives that they're catching on camera. It's kind of like when they went in and caught the abortion people, where they were selling baby parts and, and all that backroom devil dealing that they were doing. It's it's similar to that you're you're just seeing the absolute face of evil and and in the videos they're getting it all on on uh, film i mean it's on film you're hearing their voice the whole nine yards these are real high level democratic operatives that are implementing all of this stuff about rigging the vote and how they're going to skew things and 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 just <laughs> they have not even a modicum of conscience or righteousness or goodness in them they are pure vessels of satan i know people see those videos i mean the press is going to do their best to to hide those but i mean if she is like there's a good argument to be made see that's the thing is there is more coming out right now exposing the forces of evil than i have ever seen now i mean this is a absolute avalanche of information that is coming to i mean even kathy o'brien she's come out again in 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 all of the the things about hillary raping her as a child and what she did to her as an mk ultra mind control sex slave that i've known about for years and i've mentioned for years i mean kathy o'brien wrote a whole book on it i mean that's just one of the things and all of these people are emboldening one another bill clinton's sexual um um the all the women that he's raped a lot of them are coming all, all a lot of the women that have had dealings with with Clint, all the dead bodies, the cocaine in Nina, Arkansas, all of these. I have never, ever seen a time where more information is coming out about the bad guys than I am now. So in that regard, it is very encouraging. The times that we're living in, I, I have, and, and I do, I really do think it's like this, this, um, I guess what I've always wanted to bring about was a point of um, where you have this dam of, of, uh, that's holding back all of this wicked information that needs to come out, that needs to be mainstream. And every broadcast is trying to erode that dam so that eventually... It will, meet, it will reach a point of critical mass where the dam cannot hold back the information anymore. And that is what seems to be that we're in the midst of. this inform and, and again, all the more reason for them to try to get the internet to go dark. Because, the, I mean, literally, I've never seen anything like it. And in that regard, it's one of the most encouraging things I've ever seen. It's unprecedented. Um, the information that is coming out right now would have got you so killed 30 years ago had you tried to bring it out, even a fraction of this. See, back then, they would kill you, they would disappear you, things of the state. I'm not saying they wouldn't do that now, but it's harder now when you've got so many people on so many different levels all kind of saying the same thing. And pointing to the massive corruption, whether it be the Clintons or the Obamas or whoever, Podesta, it's just tougher when you've got, and you've got this gigantic spotlight of the alternative media, which is bigger now than it's ever been, with this spotlight on it. And it's every day. It's more stuff coming out. So this is why they're in such full freakout mode. Because there's never been a time where they've been exposed like right now. And again, I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for that. This this wickedness that is being exposed is, from that standpoint, is wonderful. Who's seen all the WikiLeaks documents and seen those videos? There's a good argument to be made that if she is elected, there should be a revolt. Plain and simple, because you know, the Clintons are a crime syndicate with 
you know, franchises available to anybody who's got, you know, the, the right bidding price. Period. Uh, <laughs> watch the videos and, and see for yourself. It's, you know, O'Keefe undercover for a year with the Democrats. And they confess to everything. Uh, and it's just, it's beyond any level of corruption that most people would have even thought Hillary was possible of. It's so bad. So, why people think that martial law is, is not likely or, or wouldn't happen, to me, I mean, it's not only just possible, it's probable to not think so. You're just delusional. Again, purpose of martial law, one of its core functions is to restore order when society breaks down. I'm telling you, if she gets in office, society's going to break the hell down. And it's going to break down regardless of who wins. That's the sad part. So, you know, on... As far as who really wins this election, this election is going exactly the way it's been set up to go. George Soros and the globalists, they win. I mean, they win handily. Uh, if Hillary wins, you know, they have their puppet in the Oval Office. If Trump wins, then you know, they get absolute mass revolt on the left, funded by Soros. You know, recall that this is a guy who said, for one world government to be established, Western society has got to fall. Now, as you, you take a look around our society and wonder, is the left really going to go nuts? Are they going to keep their promises? You know, is there any unhealthy social trends that you might have noticed going on by chance? You know, where people are taking the law into their own hands? I don't know, maybe Ferguson, you know, Baltimore. Um, any idea you know, who paid those agitators to come in and burn those cities to the ground? To the tune of $33 million, by the way. Same guy that uh, is paying people to show up at Trump rallies and start fights. Same guy that uh, funds Black Lives Matter, who, in a hacked email, said that if Trump is elected president, they intend to cause so much chaos and so much violence and, and rioting that martial law has to be declared. Why? For the purpose of keeping Obama in office. And I, that came from a hacked email that will be linked. Same guy who's accused of funding the riots. So again, that would be a potential plan B. If she loses, they impose martial law. Obama doesn't have to leave the presidency. Even if he's supposedly, I believe, in a lame duck capacity. I don't think that, I mean, with all of the, the executive orders that are in place and all the, quote, excuses that they could use, even though, let's say, worst case scenario for them, they couldn't keep Trump from winning the election that could be their plan b some big cataclysmic event that happens either in close proximity or right after the election or maybe right at the same time which would be really really super obvious obviously <laughs> you know they're going to try to pull something off like that and I, again I, I believe that's why it's so important that we pray about this um <clears throat> because <laughs> they're pulling out all the stops in charlotte Recall the, the sheriff there said that most of the people that they were arresting didn't even have in-state driver's licenses. They were all being busted. in. Same guy who's also Hillary Clinton's largest donor. Go figure. And the same guy who has taken credit for the refugee crisis in Europe. You know, claiming that he funded that with the hopes of uh, knocking down national boundaries. So I say again. Yeah. What did George Soros tell us not long ago? Western society has got to fall. Got to. Looks like it's on collision course right now. Because no matter which candidate wins, it's a lose-lose. The other side... And again, look at what they're doing in Europe. They're, Europe's just... I mean, Sweden's gone. Sweden's gone. A lot of those, those, those countries over there now, right now, they're just... This, stick a fork in them. They're done. Um, thanks to the Muslim invaders that they have, you know, made sure are in there in mass, and the rapes, the pillaging, all of the wickedness. Now they're getting, and, and again they get to a certain level, and then they install their politicians, and it's over uh, in, in a lot of places in Europe right now. And so the the real last major domino that has to fall is America, and they've said this over and over, and I, and I don't say that. To, to like try to glorify America 
to my listeners that are overseas and things of this nature, but they have said this a lot in their own writings, these globalists, that that's the, the main um, last domino that has to fall in order for them to implement the New World Order. So, see, it's America's literally the linchpin. It's the last domino that has to fall because they've pretty much got every other country on the planet, to a certain extent, any, any of the countries that are major, they've pretty much got them to a certain extent where they want them and america is that's why that's why this this subject is so important it's so much bigger than just an election taking place it's it's a really literally about the implementation the last domino that has to fall for the new world order to be implemented for the arrival of the antichrist and the false prophet and in the implementation of a one world political system economic system um governmental system and religion it's gonna go back you know what either way does obama plan on refusing to leave the white house pretty good chance uh specifically if trump wins and this all dates back to something that he said i believe it was the beginning of august he made the comment publicly something no president has ever done in history and he said Trump is unfit to serve as president and that he's woefully unprepared for the job. If that was all he said, that'd be pretty bad. But he went way further. The worst president we've ever had, by far, is over here casting stones and saying that Trump's unqualified and he's not ready for the, the job. He's the biggest fork-tongued devil we've ever had in the White House. And, and yet he's over here with the audacity to, to, to utter these things. It's just boggles the mind. And, you know, he talked about how there's been Republican presidents who he disagreed with. But I quote, but I never had a doubt they could actually function as a president. So I never thought that they couldn't do their job, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I always knew that they'd abide by certain norms and rules. But that's not the situation, this in quotes, but that's not the situation here. This has come to a point in which you've got to say enough. So, you know, no one else asked him in the room when he, when he said that. So, Joseph Farah of World Net Daily you know, asked in an article, you know, Mr. President, I'm going to ask you what nobody else will. And that's if Trump wins, are you going to step aside? Because assuming Obama believes what he said, and he tends to do that, does anything, he doubts that Trump could serve, could function as the president. Is that a public emergency? Sounds like one. Folks, we're on a sinking ship. It is time to start bailing water. Uh, whether or not the, the, the military, it, first of all, this is the United States government. If you read any of those pages, you will learn that they have contingencies that have contingencies that have reminders for the contingencies. Okay? They've got a plan in place no matter what. And it's not to our benefit no matter what. So whether they are training or aren't training in the New York, you know, Northeast area, arguably probably because it's the area that's going to see the the most amount of damage because it's most populated. Whether it's true or not, who gives a rip? What is true is, do you actually think that either side, come the announcement of who won, is going to walk away and say okay with it? What do you think? Some really ugly stuff is going to happen. If, think everybody's going to be okay with it? I, I hope you're right, and I'll leave it at that. Um... If you've got some sense, prepare, folks. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Even if somehow we get through the election, still got to get through Obama actually exiting the White House. So, big difference between being president-elect and sitting in the Oval Office. And, unfortunately, I, I see a tremendous amount of violence in our, future, in our country's future just around the corner. So... Hug those you love, tell them you love them. Enjoy each day. This country's not going to be the way it was after this election. That much you can take to the bank. Voice for reason out.
Okay, so I think that was another little bit of redundancy there, obviously, but also a different take on it, a little different look at it, and uh, very, very important stuff that we're looking at here today. Um, okay, so we're done with that one. Let's go to the next report. Okay, so continuing, the next report is entitled Obama Talks Martial Law and Conspiracy Theory as U.S. Army Insider Warns Globalists Will Be Using Chaos to Bring Down America. Okay, and this is from All News Pipeline. So this reports by saying, in a story from Breibart on Saturday, we learn that current U.S. President Barack Obama is complaining about conservative media, quote, pumping out all kinds of crazy, toxic stuff, end of quote, such as the possibility of martial law in our futures, which is what we just talked about. Obviously, they wouldn't want any of this really becoming mainstream news until the time they were ready to implement it. Uh, and just the fact that he's saying this further validates what we just covered. Also, other things that um, he doesn't want getting out. A government roundup of guns in the middle of the night. And even Obama himself creating hurricanes. While millions of unaware Americans who have never studied government weather modification documents, and there's a link to that, or read Steve Quayle's book on weather warfare, there's a link to that, or read actual weather modification patents, there's a link to that, and I've covered this before and many times past, something they've openly admitted to, that they can control the weather, uh, might actually believe the conspiracy theories Obama is spewing, because what he is spewing is actually conspiracy theory. Anybody who has been paying attention to events across America and around the world knows better. As we hear all three of the new videos below, we're going to cover a couple of them, we are closing in on a very difficult time here in America due to the decisions made by those who would like nothing better than to lord over all of humanity for eternity. And there's a little picture here that I added into the PDF for this date. And it shows Obama saying in one of his warnings, they'll warn that tyranny, they meaning the alternative media, will warn that tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. And then he says, you should reject those voices, end of quote. Meanwhile... What he's doing behind her back, and this is just a very, very small sampling. He, it, meanwhile, it says, I'll, meaning Obama, will wiretap the press and anyone else he wants, use the IRS to target my enemies, fight for the use of drones on my own people, deny access to unfriendly reporters, leave inconvenient diplomats to die at the hands of terrorists, fight endlessly to take your guns, take over your healthcare system, which will be run by the same people that are targeting problematic Americans, also, regulate your business out of existence and force dependency on the state by destroying the economy. So, again, just a little example of, of his hypocrisy. Going back to the report, it says, Like a boat stamping, like a boot, I'm sorry, stamping upon a human face forever, only the completely ignorant or naive still believe that we're what we're being told by those who have long been attempting to bring down our current system and destroy our country. As we hear in the first video below, featuring Lieutenant Colonel Alan Schaefer, we're getting more and more proof that Hillary Clinton, Obama, and the globalists are working to for the complete overthrow of America. And we'll be using massive chaos in our country to do so. Again, and that's what we've been talking about, really this whole report, this whole teaching. And as we hear and see in the second video below, massive preparation is still taking place right now in Boston, Massachusetts, and elsewhere throughout America. And that's one of the... Uh, alternative media reporters down there filming a lot and i'm not i'm not going to play that because it's they're filming what they're seeing they're observing these exercises, these military exercises taking place in uh, boston and all of the unmarked trucks and things like that that go along with it so if you want to watch that you can click on the link there uh, so i'm going to go ahead and play this first video entitled chaos being used to destabilize the U.S., uh, Army Colonel says. Colonel Schaefer, I want to ask you this question then. Sure. I, I mean, I don't So Colonel Tony Schaefer uh, is who he's interviewing here, uh, a, I believe, retired Army Colonel. Ionize the military, but at least the military cares. They sacrifice put themselves on the line. On average, our military especially is the most awake group out there. Then police get demonized. They've got problems. They've got a rough job. But on average, they're more awake than the general public. And 
So I see Soros and the globalists openly trying to start a civil war in this country, saying under strong cities, the UN is going to come in and basically run our local departments. That's not me saying it. That's the Washington Post. This is so Twilight Zone. But I think they've jumped the shark in their attempt to demonize the military and police. I think at a core level now, they've really begun to lose the propaganda battle when they made that move. Can you comment to that and talk about uh, basically the mood, the understanding uh, in the actual guardians of this republic? Well, let me let me hear from two sides. I have some very close friends in law enforcement, and I would have one of them's a sheriff in one of the local counties. And I can tell you that that uh, uh, and he's got a, a sizable number of black officers. And I can tell you, it's not about black lives. I mean, I stood uh, recently with one of his black officers. And we we're talking about this uh, at an event, and uh, we have to understand that law enforcement's job is to protect the interests of the American people. Period. Uh, and the, the folks in the Hillary Clinton side are making it very tough because they are supporting the idea of chaos and destruction. And let's be blunt here. The Black Lives Movement is not about protecting lives. It's about attacking law enforcement and, and diminishing their ability to keep law and order. This extends to the military. The military's job is to protect and defend the Constitution. So is it this classical sedition that we have foreign multinationals like Soros trying to openly create a false revolution in the U.S.? Because the whole revolution in Ukraine that overthrew an elected government was an anti-police movement at first. I mean, this is very seditious. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, and going to the, the military then. So the military now is becoming more and more burdened by, as a social experimentation, uh, uh, like a Petri dish, rather than doing its job. Red high heels on the, on, on the soldiers. Right. I mean, the Secretary of the Navy, Mabe, said yesterday it's, it's, his job is to make people feel better about their, their selves. Like, are you kidding me? The, the Secretary of the Navy's job is to have the best, uh, uh, most capable Navy in the world to defend the interests of the American people and the people itself. It's not to make sure that someone uh, this is sabotage. wants to wear high heels feels more comfortable in doing that in public. That's not the Navy's job. So, th so why are they sabotaging uh, the military? Well, that's the point, Alex. They're using, they're, they're, they keep trying to make, uh, to put these onerous social requirements on the military to make it less able to fight and win a war. And While they're trying to start a war with the Russians. Exactly. And, and again, you see how that would figure into everything that we've talked about today. About destabilizing our military, about reducing the military, about putting in, you know, their corrupt generals and colonels and, and high-level military brass, removing the ones that, you know, were willing to obey the Constitution and not fire on Americans, and, and now destabilizing the military, putting them in a position where they're not going to be able to do their job. I mean, bringing in transgenders and all of this other garbage into the military. It's, it's all been done by design. And it's all pointing in the same direction, as, as you can see. Which is designed then to make us not only effective, but probably make us fail and fail miserably. So they're, they're really, it's really the worst of both worlds. You have this social experimentation going on, which really does diminish readiness, creates uh, friction, friction within the ranks. It, and again, the social experimentation he's really, I think, in reference to, well, part of it's the demonization of Christians. And part of that is also the... Um, the special privilege status that we're seeing more and more, not only in the military, but in society in general, of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender agenda. I mean, bringing in trainees and, and, and things of this nature to, to fight with the troops. I mean, can you imagine having to go to battle and you've got, you know, these, these abominations trying to fight and, and they've got this privilege status next and you have to worry about stepping on their toes? I mean, it's absolute total insanity it takes the military away from its primary mission which is to fight fight and win wars and at the same time then uh, they're trying to prop, put us in a position where we have to fight a war and at the very time we're less able so it's it's really something that i think the american public has to recognize that the social experimentation the military has been forced into is not helping uh, protect them or make them stronger or ensure that we're going to win any war we would get pulled into tony-shafer.com londoncenter.org you can also follow him on facebook Looking at this, and we've got a lot of the WikiLeaks showing it, it's like multinationals playing countries off against each other. I'm not saying Hillary's an actual Russian agent, but she's on the payroll of the Russians. Podesta got $35 million and was actually getting orders from Putin's office. They then blame Trump for that. But for all intents and purposes, Hillary's a chaos agent that makes money off chaos. So for all intents and purposes, she is basically an agent to bring this country down. Well, you know, I, I think that that's the inevitable result of the policy 
policies which she's put forward and we now see being uh, postulated as what she will do. And Alec, this is one of the things that Donald Trump's been very clear about. I, I, I do believe that no matter how you feel about Trump, and, and you know, he's, he's gone back and forth on some issues, uh, I, I sincerely believe that uh, that Ms. Clinton will, will do exactly what she said regarding open borders, regarding attempting to, to gain control and prevent the normal, you know, legitimate citizens having legitimate rights to have weapons from having them. So That's right. Hillary wants to complete the takeover, so Trump's now... And they didn't even mention the Supreme Court justices that they will appoint, that when they asked her about this the other day at the debate, the first thing she really brought, and the only thing I believe she really brought up regarding the Supreme Court appointees, will be the whole... Um, non-discrimination. Oh, they'll discriminate against Christians all day long, against morality, against righteousness all day long. But they will bring in, you watch, if she gets in there, the most evil, debauched Supreme Court justices that will be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd be drag queens they would be bringing in. You know, I mean, I'm being facetious here, but that was what was emphasized in her appointment of the Supreme Court justices was the whole lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender abomination. I mean, in the Bible, you know, you look at the Bible, what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? How does God feel about that issue? I mean, you know, <laughs> fire and brimstone? Well, so we know that Hillary is absolutely on the side of Satan, on the side of Lucifer, and she is a vessel of Satan and of, of his works and of of his lust, she will do, as the Bible talks about. I'm a figurehead. He's not out to get America. Whatever crap they dig up, as long as it's not illegal, I'm ignoring it. We're kicking the globalist out. Right, and that's the way I'm looking at it as well. And especially when you look at, uh, Alex, the, the, and this is nothing else I agree with, Ms. Trump on, uh, if you look at her record, uh, you know, you look at her 30 years of service, yeah, all of it's bad, all of it's failure. And I don't think anybody can look at her record and actually find something that's been, that, that, that's been successful for the American people. And the only thing she's done, Alex, if you look at it, she's created havoc and chaos in every possible... For instance. her own game. Right. So for, for personal gain, which is very clearly they have. So you have to ask yourself, who is Miss Clinton really trying to help? And it is most certainly not the American people. All right, Colonel Shaver, thank you so much for the time. Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Shaver, promise you'll come back more than once or twice a year. Oh, we always love yeah, it. Let me know. I like to be... Okay, I mean, he seemed like a really good guy, very knowledgeable. Again, just more confirmation there from a, mil a former military, former colonel about what we're talking about here. And, and again, that's what I try to do with these teachings. I try to give you not just one perspective, not one viewpoint. I try to give you a very, very broad viewpoint of what we're talking about. And if they're all pointing in the same direction, regarding what we're, the subject we're talking about, it's a pretty high confirmation that we um, are probably moving in the right direction here as far as what we're talking about. So let's go to the next video clip here. And this is just a perspective here. We all know. Come on, we all know. It's an in-club for the evil kids, and you're not invited. You know, they've got their cozy relationships. They've got their tentacles. Their, their squid, money-sucking, soul-destroying tentacles are embedded in each other. He's talking about people like Clinton, the elitist, the globalist. It's an in-club. I'm not in it. You're not in it. You're never going to be in it. I'm never going to be in it. We're as much <laughs> part of this team... <clears throat> as uh, a pig being led to the slaughter is part of the team called the farm. <laughs> you're just livestock, you're just to be controlled, to be manipulated. And they talked recently about how uh, it's great that people are being dumbed down. So this is the ink club. This is what we're bought and sold for. We are merely the pawns that they trade upon. Our productivity is merely the money they use as collateral to borrow, give us a penny or two, and keep the rest for themselves. I mean, it's all that. Now, does that mean that we just give up completely? Because there is this temptation to fall into the black hole of cynicism, right, and say, well, nobody has any integrity, the system is irretrievably broken, there's nothing that can be done. No, not yet. We do not have that luxury as yet. There is still a chance, still a chance, and I know I'm as surprised as anyone, if not more so, that I, of all people, am saying this, and I hope that gives you some sense of... of <clears throat> Well, I would go a lot further than that and say God is still on the throne. He's not going anywhere. Okay, so he's coming at it from this unsaved type of perspective, like man-centered, like we're going to, through our own efforts. And I do think we're responsible from a, I mean, I don't think God just expects us to sit around and not warn people about the impending doom that's coming. 
whether you're a watchman or whether you're not, you have a certain responsibility there, I believe. I mean, if you see a house on fire and it's your neighbors, I mean, you, <laughs> I, it, okay, I'm not a watchman, so I'm just going to walk by the house or whatever and let it burn up in it. You understand where I'm going with this. So, But understand, I look at it from a totally different perspective than even what he's talking about. But he's making some good points here. Uh, and that's why I wanted to just play this little clip. Credibility gives you some sense that I have credibility in this area because I've argued against this in the past. No, America, the West, is not full-on banana republic as yet. There is still a chance to punish two-faced liars. And I don't just mean by withholding office from them, although Lord knows for power junkies, uh, for political junkies, that's reason enough. You know, political power is more addictive than cocaine biochemically. We get a high, a dopamine hit when we rise up in the political chain. It's not just keeping their drug of choice away from them. As Trump said, special investigators, jail time. It's potential. The West is not a full-on banana republic yet, but we are close. In America, I'm going to use the we. I'm not an American, but we are all in this together. Trust me, we are right on the border. America is not a full-on banana republic yet, but it is only one election away from becoming one. One election away. It may sound catastrophic, but let's look at it this way. You're going to get millions of more people coming in from the third world. You are going to get the legalization of tens of millions of illegal immigrants. And now, this is if Hillary gets in or Obama stays in. And Hillary wants to increase what Obama's doing with the... Uh, with the Muslims, I think it's five or tenfold. It's it's unbelievable how much. I mean, it's not happening as quickly here as they want it to happen. What's happening in Europe right now, what's happening in Sweden, the Muslim takeover and the protection of those devils, okay? That's what they want to bring here, and we haven't got to that point yet here. And so probably from electoral standpoint from an election standpoint they don't have enough of their muslim devils here yet in order to do what they could probably easily do in sweden right now but if hillary gets in or obama stays in office they're going to make sure that comes about in the next four years they're going to catch america up that's their plan with what's going on in europe look at the countries they're coming from you know when you bring the third world to the first world, you don't get the first world. You get the third world. Until we can figure that out, how to transfer Western values to the third world, you're going to get the banana republic if the left gets in, if the Dems get in. This All by design. They want to have their, their super elite, and they want to have their super poor serfdom controlled class. And in bringing in the third world, and bringing in these savages in particular... Uh, from Islam is the absolute best way they could possibly, as far as bang for your buck, there is no better demographic of devils you could bring in than the radical Islamic Muslims that will come in here and destabilize this country like no other faction. And not only that, not just destabilize, but their, their whole political, religious, ideological agenda implementing that. It's just not like they're, they're stupid savages just going crazy. They have got an agenda, and all you have to do is look at the Quran to understand the agenda. And the, the ultimate agenda is total subjugation uh, of the infidel, who they would view as any non-believer in Islam, bringing them under, under Islamic rule, under Sharia law, you know, if they don't want to go along with that, taxing them, Jizra, and in in basically all of the things that go along with that, which is is ultimately, you know, total subjugation of the infidel and ultimately total destruction of the infidel, total annihilation of them and their family. And along the way, they rape, steal, kill, pillage, all in the name of Allah because they're so incredibly peaceful. Selection. We are very, very close to losing it all the entire Western experiment, to losing it all. Literally 14 days. Because, if, if again, if Hillary gets in, and I'm not saying we've been moving in the right direction in the past eight years with Obama, or even before that, but I'm telling you, this is the, the absolute turning point. Because, partly because of all the information that has come out. You, you can't put... Um, it's like taking a, a feather pillow and and cutting it open and letting the feathers go you can't put the feathers back in the pillow and all of this these 
the things that have come out that I mentioned earlier on all of the wickedness and all the corruption, you can't put that back. So what they've got to do, the only thing I could see them doing is going to that absolute authoritarian martial law, jack boot over your throat type of scenario in where they're like, we don't care. We're going to control the narrative. We're going to control all the media. Alternative media will be, you know, this is where I, I, I would I would think they would be looking at from a desperation mode. I'm not saying that God is going to let that happen. I'm saying this is what they would like to implement. Um, and this is where they're moving toward. This is why I'm working so hard. This is why I'm doing two or three or more shows a day. And this is why I am working my brain to the melting point to get this across to you. We are one election away from losing it all. Okay, so it goes on for a little bit longer. i give you the link there if you want to listen to the rest of it. Uh, let's go further here. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, hold on. I think we're about out of time on this part here. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, stop here, and we will shift gears a little bit, and we will go to part three.